Welcome to the Vivid Church Podcast. Wherever you're listening from today, it's our hope that this message would help you reflect the light of Jesus' life for all to see. Praise the Lord. Man, it's fun to be in a different venue today, hey? It's kind of great. Isn't this cool? Y'all made it. Could you find it okay? Did you see it on it? Just wave at me if you found it okay. Everybody, okay. <laughs> Obviously, you're here. Um, but uh, we're, we're thankful, you know, being in a city like Vancouver, often um, you have to kind of do a little bit of gymnastics to find a space every week. We're so blessed to be at the library. But how cool is it that we get an awesome B venue too? Come on. Can we just praise God for that? This is not bad. Come on, somebody. And, uh, and so I'm really thankful, and I'm just thankful for our team, thankful to be here today. Just like it, um, Jennifer was saying, if you don't know us, my name's Kobe, my wife Jenna, and I've been on the Vivid team since October. So it's coming up one year. Uh, so on the two-year anniversary of church, it's like our one-year anniversary of being here. And we've been friends with Justin and Jennifer for like almost a decade, which is so crazy. There was somebody today, I was, I was hanging out with Christy, and she's like, when I graduated in 2014, one year early, and I was like, I'm old. <laughs> I'm so old. <laughs> you know, I just started kind of crying softly, like during the meeting. <laughs> Praise the Lord. And some of you some of you are like, you're so young, you young buck right now. I just want to punch you, you know. So praise God. It's all relative, isn't it? Um, we're going to get to heaven. We'll be like a billion years old. It won't matter, okay? So it's all good. Um, but love you so much. Uh, today, you know, it's so great that Doug was talking about uh, God's will. Because when Justin asked me to speak today, he kind of had this surgery that was booked for December and it got bumped up. And he's like, I'm going to do it like next week, man. So are you ready to go? I'm like, I'm locked and loaded. I was born ready. I got the word of God in my spirit. Let's go. And, uh, and so I was like, with this ring, I got a message. I want to talk about God's will a little bit today. And I have a little bit of um, Bible that I'd love to share with you. Colossians 3 verses 12 to 17. You can, if you don't have your Bible, just share off your neighbor. No one's going to judge you, except for maybe Jesus. Just kidding. And, um, and, uh, or you can just get your phone out, and there's always a Bible on your phone, you know. And, you know, it's great to take notes in church. I say this every week, but I'm a dad, and I'm allowed to have dad jokes. Um, I really think that when we get to heaven, we've got to show Jesus our notes, okay? So I'm helping you out right now. Just start writing down. Even if they're in your phone, Jesus, Jesus goes digital, okay? He really does. He's advanced. Um, Colossians 3.12. Here's what the Bible says. It says, Therefore, as God has chosen people holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Bear with each other and forgive one another. If any of you has a grievance against someone, forgive them, just as the Lord forgave you. And over... All these virtues put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. Oh, I love this next verse. So good. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. How good is that, church? Come on. And, and as members of one body, you are called to peace. And be thankful. I love that at the end. He's like, oh, make sure and everything, just, just say thank you all the time. When, when it's raining, you're like, God, I'm so thankful for this rain. It was so hot earlier. When it's hot, you're like, I'm so thankful that it's hot today. Come on, let's stop complaining about the weather, Vancouver. Come on, somebody. We've we got to change our confession about the weather. The next says, let the message of Christ dwell among you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom. I love this. This is what we're doing today. Through psalms, hymns, and songs of the Spirit, 
don't know what my neighbor was singing, but it was, wasn't a song or a hymn. It was a song of the Spirit. Come on, somebody. Singing to God. Here's gratitude again. With gratitude in your hearts. And this is, this is kind of the key scripture for today. And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. I want to talk about God's will today, and here's the title of the message. Meet me in the middle. Meet me in the middle. And we're obviously going to talk about relationships too, but we're going to, it's going to be fun. Let's do it. Let me pray real quick that God would speak to us. And then Chrissy, who's been rocking it on keys pregnant this entire time, by the way, guys. Come on. We're growing the church organically. Come on. Give it up for Chrissy. After, after we pray, she can take a break for a little bit, but I need you back later. Lord God, thank you that we get to be a part of your church. God, I pray that as we hear your word today, that it wouldn't just be man's voice giving knowledge, but it would be the Holy Spirit bringing transformation, giving revelation so that we could see Jesus. Because if we would just see you, Jesus, today and how good you are and how awesome you are and how beautiful you are, we'll never be the same again. God, and we'll, we'll give our lives to you to serve in a deeper way each time we see you because you're so big and amazing. So God, we look to you one more time. Help us to see Jesus. They bless everybody here. We trust you and love you. And in the mighty name of Jesus, come on. God's church said a big amen. Put your hands together one more time for God. Come on, somebody. Thank you, Chrissy. You look phenomenal, by the way, today. Come on. So good. <laughs> Marriage. Now, I, I love... I love Pastor Justin's message last week on marriage. It was so good. And it's funny because we're all at different stages relationally. Some of us, like Doug, he's been married for 42 years. And one reason I wanted to talk about God's will today, because Doug would have been a, a way better relationship expert than me, okay? I've been married for nine. I've got four wonderful kids. Uh, our kids this week. One started grade two, one started grade one, one started preschool. Come on, somebody. What, what does that mean? My wife has a lot more free time. Come on, somebody. And uh, that was meant as like an encouragement, not a discouragement. Sorry, babe. And, uh, but, but it's just incredible. With seven, six, four, and two are my kids. And my wife and I have been through a couple of things, but it's so crazy to look at this journey. I look at guys like Doug, and I'm like, man, we have this awesome, we still have 35 years before we get there. That's just amazing. God, what are you going to, what are you going to do? And then others of us are in different seasons. Like Brett and Liz are getting married in six days, people. Six days. Brett and Liz, look at this couple. Their Instagram looks so nice all the time and always makes me feel bad because it's so good, you know. And, and Sam and Barb just got married. and They had an incredible wedding and they came over and they're all like so happy, like newlyweds, you know. And like, they're just looking at each other and, like, holding each other. It's so beautiful. And then, then there's other people in this room, and you're at a different stage, and you're, like, just dating, and you just met someone that's, like, magical. And you're like, I don't know. And, and you didn't meet on Tinder. It was Christian Mingle, so you feel safe, you know? <laughs> and, uh, and, then, and then some of you are so frustrated. You've been, like, looking for a relationship forever. And then you maybe dated someone. It was, like, the wrong person, and it was terrible. And you have this heartbreak. And, and like, we're all in different stages of our relationship, but, but at the end of it all, if that's what God's called us to do is be in a relationship, marriage for the Christian is like the place it happens. I mean, marriage is what we're looking to and marriage is what we're experiencing. And I love how Pastor Justin mentioned last week that 
that the, that the first wedding is in the book of Genesis, and Adam and Eve got together, and, and the Bible says that, that God brought them together, and, and the two became one. And, and Ju- Justin was like, man, that, that word two becoming one, it's, it's the same as like being baked, not in the Vancouver way, okay? This is like in, in the cook way, okay? And some of my jokes are falling flat today. Some are doing well. It's okay. But, but, but when, when you can't take the ingredients apart, like God does something holy in marriage. God does something special. It's so holy and beautiful that he guards it with this covenant called marriage. Because he, he's like, this is amazing. This is a picture of my church. It's two becoming one. It's a picture of salvation. When we believe in Jesus, it's like two become one. He, Jesus is in us, and we're in him, and we have relationship to him. And I'm painting this picture through this thing called marriage of two becoming one. And it sounds so magical. But then you're in a relationship, and it's hard. <laughs> Isn't it crazy that something that holy can still be hard? Isn't it crazy that is as amazing as that is? And, it's, and God making two into one and you can't pull them apart, but sometimes stuff does get pulled apart and, and it's difficult. And, and Jenna and I have been, you know, working on our marriage for the last nine years. And, and, and it's crazy because a big part of our relationship is just working to know each other. A huge part of my relationship is discovering my wife's will. Jenna! What's your will? What's your, I need to know your will. You know, it's, it's crazy because if we're honest with ourselves, when it comes to our own will, sometimes I don't even know what I want. And, and, and so we're two amazing people getting together, love, and we love each other, and God's doing something. But at the same time as we're growing in relationship, I don't know what she wants. She doesn't know what she wants. I don't know what I want. She doesn't know what I want. So there's this journey we go on of relationship, and we're trying to navigate it, and we're trying to walk through it, figuring out what's your will. How can I help you? How can I please you? How can I love you? How can I honor you? And sometimes we fall, and sometimes we're okay, and emotions get in the way, and there's this big, beautiful, complex thing called marriage where God does great things. I heard a preacher say one time, marriage wasn't meant to make you happy. It was meant to make you holy. And when you're holy, you'll be happy. But the challenge of this thing and, and, and the sometimes frustration and, and the work that you do makes you into who you are. That's what God does through marriage. But Jenna, man, like, it was hard to figure out my wife's will, okay? I just want to, like, figuring out who she was on the inside is a journey that I'm still on. It's a beautiful place but it's mysterious. It's hidden. And like literally, it took me nine years to figure out that my wife doesn't like gifts. She likes cards. Nine years, people. Do you know how much money I spent on gifts before I figured that out? I remember the first time, it was like our first year in marriage, and, and I would, well, she likes gifts, but she likes words, okay? She's like in the front row like, what? I still don't know what she wants, okay? I remember when, on, a, on like our one-year anniversary, I'm like, I'm going all out. Let's go. I know she likes this perfume. I know she likes this shirt. I know she likes these pants. We're going to go up to dinner. I was dropping like tons of money that I didn't have. 
because I wanted to make it special. I remember my brother-in-law called me. He's like, dude, pump the brakes, dude. You got to beat this next year. This is year one, okay? And I remember I, I gave her all these gifts. I'm like, I'm like offering them. I'm like, here, I love you. And she's like, oh, that's so great. Thank you. And like, oh, that's so nice. Oh, cool. You know, she's doing the whole thing. And then I could just tell she was kind of upset. And I was kind of like upset too. I'm like, I just, I did research, you know. I went on Google, you know. I had Amazon come here. It wasn't two-day shipping yet, so it was a frustrating. And, and, you know, and, and then she said, I love all the gifts, but you forgot the card, you know. You all like that's terrible. <laughs> it was actually funny. And, uh, and so I'm like, oh, my gosh. And then it happened year after year, and I realized the card is important to her. Because she cares about words more than she cares about gifts. She wants me to put the words out there. It was just something that I discovered. It's hard to figure out people's will, man. Even right now in the front row, she's looking at me like, now I want gifts, okay? (laughs) It's a journey. And so often what happens, and this is kind of what I've been thinking about all week, is that when there's a mystery involved in relationship to people or to God, What we do in the middle of the mystery is we often compromise. We often, like, meet in the middle. Like, you give up something that's important to you, and I'll give up something that's important to me, because there's ambiguity here, and we don't really understand each other. We're trying to figure this thing out. So if we would just compromise, maybe at least we could maintain the relationship in the middle of compromise. Now, for marriage, this is a very important thing, okay? I remember we compromised recently. I wanted to save some money. Jenna wanted HGTV because she loves Chip and Joanna Gaines. So we got in this compromise battle, and we ended up compromising, and we got HGTV. (laughs) You know, I was reading my Bible the other day. It said, happy wife, happy life. I was like, I'm going to do that one, you know. It's not in the Bible. That was a joke. Um, but, But there's a compromise that begins to take place. Shift gears to our relationship with God. God. The God of the universe, the great, wonderful, powerful, mysterious creator of you and I. When he spoke, the stars came into existence. This is the God that we serve. And so often, because there's some stuff that we know about God, but there's also some secret, mysterious stuff about his will, how we operate in relationship to him, can become a compromise. So often I see this in relationships. I see people saying like, God, I know you're good, but I'm lonely, and there's pressure, and, 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 or maybe you're even in a marriage, and you're like, God, I know you're good, but we're struggling. This is hard, and I don't really know what to do, and I kind of understand grace, and I kind of understand this, so So we compromise what we know God's calling us to do in a moment where we're desperate. Because patience can be painful. Can I get a big amen? Come on. Come on, single people. You need to shout me down right now. I'm helping you out. Patience can be painful. And so often people like me who have been married for a little while and have some kids, and we have to be really careful about this in the church, we oversimplify your struggle. Because we're seeing something on the other end and dealing with problems that you don't know about, by the way, okay? I got problems you don't know about, okay? I got bills you don't know about, okay? You should see my grocery bill, okay? You'd give your life to Jesus. Turbulence, you know? It's crazy. But I'm dealing with those, but you're dealing with something totally different that I forget. 
that I don't understand, and the struggle is real. And sometimes when it comes to your relationship with God, instead of just being true, it's so easy to meet him in the middle because there's this ambiguity. I want to explain God's will today because I think that giving a little bit of an illustration of how God's will works is going to help us understand how we should have relationship to God even in seasons where we can't see what God's doing. Even in seasons where the pain of patience is so real and we don't know if we're going in the right direction or the wrong direction. And and, and I think that if we understand what God's will looks like, it's going to help us have a solid foundation to stand on so that we can praise God with everything that we do. Can I get a big amen today? Come on, church. Man, I'm getting fired up right now. Praise God. Starting to sweat. Okay. I want to draw God's will. Are you ready? Okay. I'm not a good drawer. My writing is not good. My wife is scared right now. Here's why my writing's not good. I read something recently that said that if your mind moves faster than your hand, your writing's bad. That's what happens to me, okay? So forgive me. Okay, God's will. Let's say that this circle represents everything, okay? Everything is inside this circle. God's will and God's power works sovereignly in all creation. So, so I'm just going to call this the works of God. Okay? The works of God represent his sovereign will. In other words, God can work in places that don't line up with his heart because his power is not limited to the sins that we commit. God, God is so big that he is the commander of the universe. That, that, that there's nothing in all creation that is above his rule. Man, I love singing that song, What a Wonderful Name It Is. There's a line. You have no rival. You have no equal. Now and forever, God, you reign. Like, my God, he's the alpha and the omega, the beginning and the end. And at the end of the day, my God, through his son's sacrifice on the cross, is going to make everything right in all of creation for all time, forever and ever and ever. Can I get a big amen? amen. Like, the, like you, we got to, come on, you can clap for that. That is good stuff right there. This, this is the, the great works of God, working in all creation. The great scriptures, Romans 8, 28. It says, for God is working together for the good of all those that love God and are called according to his purposes. And, and here's why. Praise God. Because inside of his works are his ways. The ways of God. The ways of God are his revealed will. Okay, so, so God's ways are revealed to us in his word. And, and we know that there's sometimes a gap here. Because there's things that happen on planet earth that are outside of his ways. There's things that we can do to sin and fall short of God's glorious standard. That there's broken things in the... My my youngest son, he was only one pound when he was born. He spent six months in the hospital. He's dealing with all kinds of special needs. Man, man, I know that there's a gap here somewhere where, where sin entered the world and brokenness entered in the world. But I also know that in the middle of this gap, God is still good. God is still working all things together. Even though we sinned and fell short, he still brought his son into creation. Jesus still died for our sins. He can still bring good out of bad situations, even though there's a gap. That's God's will. But then there's God's ways. How how 
awesome are the ways of God. How beautiful and marvelous are the ways of God. That's like everything we talked about in Scripture. It's the revealed will of God. Because see, God is not just this big ethereal being that's the king of the universe that we can't understand. He's somewhere out there in the stars, and I'm just putting it out there to the universe, and maybe there's like a karma thing. That's not God. God says, no, 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 I'm a relational God, and I'm going to tell you in my word who I am, what my heart is, what I look like. I'm even going to come down from heaven, this place that's so hard for you to understand, down to earth as Jesus Christ. And the Bible says, Jesus, he's the visible image of the invisible God. See, in, in, in Jesus, we see who God is, clear as day. In God's word, we can see who he is. So I got some scriptures for you. Um, I love 1 Thessalonians 5.15. Watch this. See that no one pays back evil for evil. That's God's ways. What? But always do good to each other and to all people. That's God's ways. That should be our church, doing good to all people. Watch this. Always be joyful. People say, Kobe, why are you always smiling at 11 in the morning? I said, I'm just being obedient to the Lord. Come on, somebody. And coffee. Um, never stop praying. Never stop this connection with God. Look what it says next. Be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you who belong to Jesus Christ. It's so clear in his word that, that, that God's ways are within his will. And so if we would walk in his ways, I mean, our life begins to get changed. If we'd walk in his ways, God begins to move. But then we get to the confusing part. Because seemingly in the center is his will, which represents his concealed will. Because when I was reading the Bible the other day, it didn't say, Date Jenna and get married in 2008. It does not say that in the Bible. It's 2009. She just corrected me. Praise God. I did some really fast math in my head there, guys. Pray for me. <laughs> see, see, this is the part that frustrates us. Because, because we see the works of God. Sometimes this gap is difficult for us to understand because things happen outside of his ways and it's confusing. But his ways are so wonderful and beautiful, and this is the Jesus everybody loves. But then it seems like right in the center is this bullseye that if we were to meet God in the middle, it's so easy to miss. Like, what if I date the wrong person? Ah! Is this the right person? I've seen Christians just panic. Like, ah! This is how they do, like, ah! Ah! Am I I in his will now? Am I going to the right church? Am I saying the right things? And all of a sudden, because this is our understanding of how God's will works, instead of having that peace and joy and confidence, we're just like, oh no! Am I gonna miss it? What if I marry the wrong person? God, give me a sign! You're like laying fleeces out on your, you know? It's like, Christian jokes, guys. You're like watching a Super Bowl game. You're like, the next girl I see, you know, it's like, and we play these silly, ridiculous games with God because he's got this ambiguous secret part that's seemingly right in the middle. And we're kind of wandering around here and try, ah, like walking in and out of like towing in because we don't know. When Jen and I first started dating, this is, was our perspective of God's will. I was a new Christian. She was kind of getting refilled again with, with the revelation of Jesus. And we were so, pa- I've always, ever since I got saved, I was just passionate about the church. And we were serving the church. And, 
And we were dating for a while. I remember one time she came up to me, and I, she'd be okay with me sharing this story. And, and she just goes, Kobe, I had a dream last night, and I was talking to God, and I feel like we're not right for each other. I remember saying, like, really? I think we're great, personally. You know, and she's like, no, 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 no. I feel like God said to me that we shouldn't. We shouldn't be dating anymore. And she felt this, like, she, she had this fear in her eyes. And she just had this, you know, moment where she just had this inner dialogue going on. Break up with this guy, you know. And, and so I, for some reason, by God's grace, I was just patient. And I said, I want you to talk to our pastor about that. But I said, hey, if that's your will, then your will be done, okay? But I said, I don't think it's right. And let's just have some conversation around it. And it's cool because she, she got in conversation with you know, some great people that love Jesus and gave her some counsel and we talked it through and she realized, man, every rogue thought that goes through my head doesn't represent God's will for me. I want to set some of you free right now. Every rogue thought that goes through your head doesn't represent God's will for your life. Come on, church. See, see, if, if we live this way, then every rogue thought about relationships that often doesn't line up with this, and even if it does, it's just goofy, then, then, then everything kind of kind of just takes us down a weird direction. You know, I love that God's word is there, but God's word didn't say date Jenna, but it gave me some other stuff to work on. And, 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 I, and I began to find that this is not the way that God's will works. It's close. But actually, if you look at how God's will is revealed in the Bible, that right in the center of his will is his ways. That, that the ambiguous part of God's will, that secret, the great plan that he has for you and the great life that you're going to live and the great future you're going to have and the great person you're going to date isn't the center of the thing on his mind. The center of what's in God's heart. If we were to meet God in the middle, we don't meet him in compromise. We meet him by walking in his ways. And if you walk in the revealed part of his ways, he will always lead you to the concealed part of his will. Come on, church. Do you believe that today? I'm telling you, this is a fearless way to live. This is a way to live where you can live with confidence. You can live with peace because you know that when you are walking in his ways, you're always in the center of his will. That, that you're, you're, not, you're not having to tow this weird center area full of fear and the unknown and who should I date? Ah, it's like, here, here's how God operates. I really believe this. He, he doesn't care as much about who you date as who you are while you date them. Because at the center of his will is his ways. He, he, he doesn't care so much about how you, where you go to university. I mean, that's hidden here. It's still important to him. But what's more important, important is who you are when you go to university. Because if, if we know him, we're going to know his will. You know, my kids, my kids don't really know me. I know it's a weird thing to say. I'm away a lot. No. I see them every day. I, I love my kids, man. We have a great relationship. But they're kids. They don't know what a mortgage looks like. They don't know what a marriage looks like. The only pain they've had is bumping their toe. Okay? They, I'm a man. I've been through some, I've walked through some deep things that if I were to tell my kids, they'd have to sit in a counselor's office. It would be inappropriate. But watch, I love this because as they grow, you hear this all the time. It's like 
man, me and my dad didn't get along. But then I became a dad. And we just rekindled our relationship because I realized he went through a lot of stuff. And do you know that when you walk in God's ways, you start to know God even deeper. So when you're planted in his house, I'm telling you, and you start loving people like Jesus loves them, all of a sudden you get this revelation of who God is. And then when you know Jesus and you see Jesus, it's easier to see his will. Because you're going to know this guy is not for me. Because you know him. And, and you know what? Nobody's perfect, okay? We don't have this crazy perfect standard, you know, for, but, but we do have a godly standard. We do have a biblical standard, and there are things when you begin to commit to walking in the ways of God that are going to rub your spirit the wrong way, and God's going to give you this Holy Spirit discernment about the relationships you're in and what you're doing and the decisions that you're making. Come on, church. Can you put your hands together, please? Because when you walk in his ways, he'll always lead you to his will. When you, when you walk in the revealed stuff, he'll lead you to the concealed stuff. You know, whatever you do. Whatever you do, whether word or deed, do it unto God. That, that's God's will. That's God's will. I love the Seek first the kingdom of God. All this stuff will be added to you. Because at the end of the day, Jesus is the pearl. Jesus is the pride. He's good. Listen, Jonah went a thousand miles in the wrong direction. And God just said, dump him in the water. I'm going to get a whale to swallow him and spit him up on the shore of his destiny. Come on, somebody. God can get you where you need to go. Walk in his ways. Walk in his ways. I just want to end with three things that maybe will help you to walk in his ways when it comes to relationships. This is not an extensive list. This is just some things that came to my heart as I was praying for you and thinking about the people in our church. And so here it goes. Three examples of God's ways. One. I believe purity is greater than virginity. That might sound crazy. I, I, I'm one of those old school orthodox believers that believes that sex is something holy that is reserved for marriage. That, that God created it for the context of marriage. When we get to heaven, sex goes away. Like, like relationships look different up there. It's something that we steward for a limited time here on earth. And so I want to steward it right as a believer in Jesus. I'm not going to judge people that do something different. I'm going to love them. But as a follower of Jesus, walking in his ways looks like virginity until marriage. And so I'm going to do that. But you know what's so much greater than virginity? Purity. Because I know some people who are virgins that are not pure. Come on, somebody. You are nasty. You're 13, okay? You need a Jesus. And Accutane. Purity is so much greater because here's the thing. God's ways are something we can commit to our whole life long. You know, I'm, I'm on a nine-year marriage journey with Jenna. I'm still committed to purity in our relationship. And I want to I continue to walk in his ways. I want to continue because I need guidance. I need to know where should my kids go to school and what decisions should I make, God? Because now I got a whole lot of stuff I'm carrying with me, little lives and my beautiful wife. And, man, I need to be right in the center of his ways because I've been walking in the revealed part of his ways. He'll always lead me in the concealed part. I want to stay pure. Job says, I made a covenant with my eyes. I love that because he understood this. What goes in is going to come out. I want to challenge you. What's going in? I, I had a hub one time that I was running. And we all ate habanero peppers, okay? Jalapenos are 6,000. 
units of hotness. Habaneros are 350,000, okay? My mouth was on fire. I was calling on the name of the Lord. We were, we were ah, I had all these big guys over. They're all like putting yogurt in their mouth. One guy was like, you need to take me to the hospital. I was like, relax, dude. But you know, it hurts so much more later. I've never, I've been like, God, I promised to read my Bible more in my stomach. It was crazy because what goes in? It's got to come out. What's going in? We have all this access to social media and, 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 and all this entertainment that comes. What's going in? I want to challenge you. Understand what Job understood. With wisdom, let stuff in. Guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life. Walk in the ways of God. Come on, do we want to be a church that lives in purity, that, that, that follows Jesus with all of our heart? Come on, can I get a big amen, church? I get the worship team to come up. Uh, Number two, character over popularity. Character over popularity. Man, I don't know about you, but like, I am so tempted to be popular all the time. And I just realized I'm going to have to do some unpopular things if I want to maintain my character. I have to say no to some things. And it's, and it's going to get me zero Instagram followers. I'm going to have to have, have a little bit of a different view. You know, when... I, told, I, I tell this story all the time. I feel like I'm a broken record, but this is my life. You know, with my son Judah, it, it's changed our life, the pain of that season, seeing him in the hospital, having doctors say, hold his hand, he has five minutes to live, uh, seeing him struggle with disabilities now out, outside of the hospital, not knowing what the future will look like, not knowing what's going to happen in the secret places of my future. And I'm so thankful that God gave me the revelation that I needed to have character, so I wasn't walking in his ways. I'm telling you, friends, I wouldn't be here right now. And there's just something about, for 10 years, I was just, I, we, were, we weren't really going through anything, just the normal stuff. And, and I just remember this commitment to being in God's house every week. I just, I'm like, I want to be there. And then when that, those songs came on, th- there was a habit that developed in me that even when I didn't feel like it, I was going to sing. And I was going to declare. And I was like one of the songs we sing, tell my soul again that you're Lord of all. And there's just something about being there, the habit of it, and the habit of making just that good choice and then falling down and getting back up again. You know, the Bible says a righteous man falls seven times, but he gets back up again. And then that, that became our life. And then when this storm hit our life, I'm telling you, we, we were just riding in the ark of God's grace because we had this habit in our life of character. And I want that so bad for you. No one's going to judge you if you're struggling right now, but, but this is God's will for your life that you would walk in his ways because when the storms come, you're going to be on the firm foundation of Jesus and he's going to uphold you in his glorious right hand. He's going to help you. Come on, our God's a helper. Our God's a savior. Our God's a deliverer. Our God helps people who are in trouble. We hope that you enjoyed this edition of the Vivid Church podcast. For more information about Vivid Church, check out our website at www.vivid.church or look us up on Instagram at vivid.church. Have the best day.